0: To the Wise Men Say podcast. It is another win to talk about. Apologies if you hear any fireworks in the background. We're Apologies. Not, we're not celebrating it that much. It is, of course, Bonfire Night tonight. So we've got that lovely victory against Ipswich Town to look back over. And, of course, an FA Cup tie to preview against Mansfield Town. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as ever by Matthew Keeling.
1: Good evening, Rory. How are you
0: on this? Fi- How's the dog on this fireworks night? Actually, well,
1: the dog actually he's not very happy about the fireworks, but he's just tucked into a delicious, uh, pupcake oh, uh, yeah. that my wife's just launched. So please go on Instagram and follow Pupcakes by Becky. Uh, no, we didn't even set
0: that plug up. That was amazing. <laughs>
1: Look
0: how in sync we are with this kind of thing now. And as well, we of course for the second week running joined by Michael Loff. Hi, lads. It's all right. Very good, Mickey, very good. Um, well, a lovely win to talk about, as I said at the top of the show there, versus Ipswich Town 2-1 against the side, second in the table. And it means that we've now taken seven points from the current top three as it stands. I think we have to say, don't we, lads? You know, ten games in, it's always the barometer of when you start, like, really taking notes of the table, isn't it? It, has to, it can't be denied.
1: It, it is a very strong start. I well ah yeah you can't argue with it if you, if you look at results results alone um, one defeat in the ten games and that's like obviously you're losing to Portsmouth and yeah you, it's annoying to lose to a promotion rival but you're gonna lose to a better team on the day sometimes yeah. um, and it, we did have happens. an off day we were poor like it does happen and we but I think to bounce back from that and and get two two wins in two difficult games like Gillingham I know are out of form but um, to get to get the two wins against away Gillingham another clean sheet and then obviously at home were a, a team that however poor they might have looked on Tuesday night will be up there at the end of the season like they've got players Absolutely. that will and a manager that's done it before Paul Lambert um, has done it with Norwich I think and yeah, he's he's experienced manager he knows what he's doing and I know they're tailed off towards the end of last season but I, I don't think they'll do that again I, well, that of... is
0: that is an interesting thing isn't it like they sunk you're looking at el- who else is up there at the minute we'll, we'll get into the match itself in a bit more detail but the promotion sort of race is starting to take shape I know people expect the likes of Oxford and maybe Blackpool to be involved didn't they Mickey but it is mm. taking shape a little bit now isn't it but we saw that Ipswich sunk Last season and weren't actually, I didn't think they were too impressive on. They were probably one of the better sides we faced in terms of they took the game to us a little bit, but I wasn't that impressed by them. Peter Brett, uh, the Derby County of League One, <laughs> and always bottle things. And I know Charlton are in a, a really good run of form at the minute, but we saw how ordinary they can be. So, uh, how, and you know, we've got that game in the fabled game in hand as well, but. After these 10 games, Mick, how are you feeling about it now that things are shaping up a little bit and looking at how we fared against a few of those sides that are around us?
2: Yeah, I think with the Cup games coming up, our next two games, obviously I think it's a really good time to take stock after the 10 games. I think we all kind of agreed on the podcast at the start of the season, that's when you start to judge things. And I think my comment would be that, yeah, at times we haven't been that impressive, but post with the side I don't think anybody else has been. And I think it's telling that um, when you saw some comments from, um, I can't remember which Ipswich player it was, it might have been, oh, I can't remember his surname, but Alan something. Alan! Alan! Like... <laughs> Judge? Alan Judge, that's the one, yeah Um, he's come out and said that um, he felt that Ipswich were really comfortable in the game and Lambert's come out and said that he thinks that they played really well so if that's them playing really well, that kind of suggests that they think they stepped up their performance and we weren't great on the night but we've come away with a victory, Peterborough everybody talked about the quality they possess and like you say Rory, it's very difficult to play them early on in the season but we came away with a win that day again, not convincing but we won the game and we we're averaging just over two points a game, which I know some other teams are at the top of the league. But it's a very healthy points total so far. So I think you've just got to say that it's a really good, solid start, and it gives us great foundations to build on for the rest of the season. Really,
0: yeah. And that that you know, two points a game is massive. If we we all looked at the start of the season, the fixtures, and we knew it was going to be a fairly tough start. And I think anyone would have any of the fans would have snapped your hand off for 21 points and you probably wouldn't 21 points you probably wouldn't have thought would have you sixth as well you probably would have thought that would have you in that top 3 and you know win the game in hand and we would go we would go into second if we if we had won that game in hand wouldn't we and the on the way the league currently is and yeah I think with that I might and with the depth that we have as well which I don't think you know you look at Lincoln up there at the minute for example you know we've seen sides like like Luton go up, I guess, who maybe didn't have a lot of depth in their squad, but I, I don't know. I don't think Lincoln are going to be able to rely on play. Like we had Max Power coming on off the bench, and whatever you think mm. about his form recently, a lot of teams can't really boast that. Can they, Matt?
1: No, I mean you got Power O'Brien, like international f- footballers coming on. Um, like you all laugh, but. Conor McLaughlin, not a regular in the side, He's a full Northern Ireland international. <laughs> He's like.
0: regular in their squad, isn't he?
1: Right. <laughs> uh-huh. like, but like that's like the sort of thing. Like that's the depth that we've got, and I think just touching on Tuesday night again, like the the whole the, the negativity. Not not I'm not gonna dig out and have a go on that, but I just think the negativity after the game I just found odd. I I've I've like I've seen Sunland play really well for a number of games and draw and lose and we've never been a team to play badly and win games no we've never the mick mccarthy's the only the only season really where we've where we've done that yeah and we've never done it and how many times you've heard people go like well like luton were crap but they won again like so like that it doesn't matter it's about this league you're not paying to be enter- um, You're not. You're not going to be entertained because yeah. we need to get out of this division. And to be honest, I don't give a toss how we do it. Well, like, I, I really don't care.
0: I think it's a, it's a really good point, and I think you can make a claim for the character in the side is the best it's been probably since we've been in the Premier League, based on just based on these ten games. I know, like when we first came down, and everyone was, you know, we've got our club back and stuff like that, but. We did shrink in games a lot, and we, we've we not really. I know we've, you know, we didn't play brilliantly against Rochdale, and obviously we had a poor performance against Portsmouth. But let's just take Tuesday night in isolation. Yes, we start the game really well, we let them back in. You know, we did sit off them yeah. too much, which Parkinson's acknowledged, which is really pleasing to see him acknowledge that. That's yeah. another... I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent on the original point. People, you know, really dug Parkinson out for his post-match comments for saying the Rochdale performance, like, wasn't a bad point, blah, blah, blah. And again... We said this on, on last Thursday's part, I think, saying he'll know that that wasn't good enough. He's been quite clever, and after a good couple of wins, came out and said, yeah, we did sit back off them, but he is what we did to improve. He's kind yeah. of pointed out a negative, but in a really clever way, if that makes sense.
1: No, it makes sense, and people, you mentioned there, his comments after Rochdale, well, it got a reaction, didn't it? Yeah. So, like, whatever he said publicly probably isn't what he said privately and i Absolutely. think that goes to what we were saying last week it's probably worth not reading too much into what he's saying publicly yeah, but- after games and i know it's pleasing to see him acknowledge that he knows what he's doing he, that, that these people are media trained they know what they know what they're doing like he's not he is just a man but he's not <laughs> like it's not like putting me in front of but the he's media. just our man <laughs> he's just our man he's just just <laughs> yeah. a god
0: <laughs> but to, to get back to the point I was waiting for, I went off on that tangent. I've forgotten
1: ab- what the point was about
0: about character in the side. Because, aye,
1: character. Aye.
0: You know we we have that setback in the game. We go to one-one. Those were the games under Jack Ross. I'm sorry, we did draw. Even with the yeah. sending off, we potentially still draw that one-one. We saw it happen time and time again, and people say, "Oh, it was a late goal. It was a penalty." Grant Ledbetter Yeah, Grant Ledbetter was speaking in the press, like saying he's been in promotion sides and you need to get those late goals. And, you know, it was well, a penalty. Danny Graham hit the bar just for it as well. It came off it was like, looking, actually, yeah, it came this off is... a fairly good chance, but we've came back in that game, which has been quite, you know, on a bit of a knife edge... Yeah, like I say, we had the red card, but we've shown character to win that. We've shown character Mm -hmm. to come through those two poor poor performances against Portsmouth and Rochdale and get two wins. Like, we still got seven. After Portsmouth, we were all thinking, right, seven points. Yeah, maybe it's not came how you'd expect, but we still got seven points, haven't we?
1: Yeah, and uh, sorry, Mick. uh, (laughs) I'm just, but but I just wanted to touch on. just led better there do you think he'll i think he'll see some similarities between this and caranth's middlesbrough that you got promoted under um yeah. because he th- th- he was a manager where middlesbrough were never they were never beating teams 6-7-0 they were grinding teams down and playing awfully and I'm, I'm sure their fans at times were going this is awful to watch and you don't care how it doesn't say to like nick or roy Keane quote on the back of the league 1 trophy it doesn't give a summary of how you played during that season like i don't care. i i genuinely could not care less if we're winning games i'm not interested
0: Absolutely. So there you go.
1: I couldn't agree more. We we
0: have had um, a couple of tweets asking about the style of play, actually. Um, so I guess that's worth sort of moving on to now. Um, Sergeant Scooter Boy, at Sergeant Scooter Boy, a regular listener of pod, actually. Yeah, he's a good name. Um said, we're winning games and picking up important points and trying not to be too negative, but have we just been lucky rather than got these points by design? What, what do you think about that, Mitty, in terms of like you know, style of play and the and the way that we're getting wins.
2: I understand this point up to a point because I would like to see Sunderland play like on the front foot like a lot more, particularly in this league. And it's a point I think I've made a lot on the podcast. However, I was just doing a little bit of digging earlier on, looking at like some stats and obviously I don't want to get like too deep into it. But um, this season so far, we've got the best XG in League One overall. We've got the best XG for our home game so far. And also we've got the best um, XGA which is obviously talking about the number of goals you concede and that's uh, lowest in the league. So overall our goals conceded per game is um, 0.7 overall, 0.59 at home and 0.76 away from home. So we've obviously got a really solid platform at the back, and then going forward, even though people are arguing that we haven't been playing very well, we're still creating these chances, and I think that's something that's quite obvious to the naked eye as well, so like Gillingham, I know it wasn't a great performance, but we still had chances to win that game, perhaps like 4-0, you couldn't complain if we won that game 4-0 based on the chances that we missed, and I know you don't take every chance, but the away, we should have won that game comfortably and they've won six matches in a row. So I think that um, the data certainly shows that we these results are not fluke VR by design and it's not fluke. And, and I understand that maybe it's not swashbuckling football, but certainly effective football. And it's shown that if we do click, then if we can build on what we've shown so far in the game in terms of stats and the control we've had in the games, that I think things are only gonna improve. I mean, I remember when we got relegated um, relegated initially and we all kind of scoffed a little bit at these statistics because we were massively outperforming xg but ultimately when josh madger left it, it did go to show that we weren't creating the chances and we just had an exceptionally good strike in josh madger so if like white keeps on firing away years and graham and um greg can contribute off the bench when they get the chances i think it, the stats are showing that we are doing okay but a bit better than what people are saying
0: yeah massively I think that's a really good point as well on the way it, w- it was like that under under Jack Ross we did you know we scoffed at it and I guess we scoffed at it as well because we had players like McGeady and obviously Maguire who and Gooch who are like capable of producing out of nothing but you can't you know we proved that you can't rely on that all the time you do need you spoke about having a platform there Mickey you need that don't you because you are going to have to grind games out at times and you're not always going to be able to ping one in from thirty yards. Sometimes you just need to get the ball worked through and pull it into the six yard box, and, and Josh Scowan will put it over the bar.
1: Probably <laughs> um, no, that's that's
0: that's harsh. That's harsh to dig about. It's quite. not harsh. He
1: does put them all over the. We've we
0: won. We've won two games, though. You know, he'll he'll, he'll get a hat trick on a uh, on, on, on Saturday against just. Some I, against
1: not play, I not play. not play against just some men. Um,
0: but let's let's look at the game in uh, a little bit more more detail. Another goal for Charlie Wyke, the boy the the Burry UCBO, he's on fire at the minute isn't he he's lovely to see
1: yeah he's he's playing well um and it like fair play to him he's had his critics on the pod hasn't he really to be fair, fair and, not us uh, well no not me Well, you know, I don't know who who would ever ever have had any doubts about him. Um but no he's playing look, he's shown like goal he scored, like the goal he scored on Tuesday night, just getting himself in front of the he's not doing that last season. Nah. He's, he's he's found another and I don't know, I don't think it's another level as such. He's found some confidence. He looks he's getting a run of games and it goes back at a pre season point, I think that he's had a he's had a pre season. He's kept himself in he looks in good Nick he's kept himself clearly went during the the lockdown, well the first one. Um in good condition, and I think fair play to him. He's he, he's un, he's made himself untouchable.
0: He has, and he, you you spoke about the pre-season There, he's White himself has said that this is the first time he's had a preseason yeah. in a couple of years. If you remember when when we first signed him, he was injured, and then his first season here really was he didn't really get going until. About halfway through until Josh Madger left, really. I think he came off the bench on Boxing Day against Bradford, didn't he? And that might have been his first game since he got that bad injury against Stab Burton when we played them away. But you can tell looking at him, he looks like. I know players like when they're in form, they do carry themselves a bit better. But when you look at him, like his chest's like puffed out. He does look like a bit trimmer, a bit stronger. And the way he held off the defender there as well, like, was that's real good. Quality number nine player and worth highlighting the pass from Lyndon Gooch as well. Mm. Absolutely brilliant assist and, and White a couple of other chances on the night. Was unlucky with um one that he well, it should have hit the target, but one he put just over the barn another day that flies in and just speaks like Mick said about the chances we're creating as well. But what would I'm, I'm jumping a little bit ahead here? Would would you keep Wyke in the side? On Saturday. I know there's an opportunity to give other players a go, probably like to say Will Grigg get in there, but it's maybe, isn't it, Mickey, a
2: chance for him to keep his momentum up, perhaps, which you know you might want to do at the moment. I completely get what you're saying, but I also do think he needs a rest because he puts a lot of he puts a lot of effort into games, he leads the pressing. and and he like, and he's been really putting himself about lately. So I do think that he's he's played the vast majority of minutes on the pitch so far this season. So I think he does need taking out the firing line because at some point with as you see, he's got a bit of an injury record, and potentially if he ever got suspended, you're going to have to rely on the likes of um, Graham for the likes of Grig. So I think just in terms of freshening things up on Saturday, I would certainly like to see. One of them two, if not both, given the opportunity. And I definitely think having in the squad, bring him off the bench maybe for the past half an hour. But I think we've got a great chance to just keep him rested. Then he can come back firing all cylinders when we um, return in league action against MK Dons. Hopefully, if that game doesn't get called off. But like you said earlier, I think Partner said he can do a bit of decent man management. Just put his arm around White and say, look, you're not being dropped. It's just like we're giving you a couple of games off so you can kind of recharge your batteries. And obviously, you're our number one striker based on the way that you're playing. Yeah, yeah, and and
0: I guess you've got to think about you know other strikers are gonna need minutes to to keep their fitness up as as much as potentially protecting Wike. But you know it's it's a nice position for him to be in, isn't it? The fact that he'll probably want to play against you know a you know bit of a crap league two side as well as we'll get into in in the second half of the pod. But it's a good chance for him to really get a couple of goals and you know keep that momentum going. Um, Another player as well we we have mentioned him, but definitely needs highlighting is the player of the season so far, arguably. Another really good showing from Grant Ledbitter. Not just stepping up to take that penalty and coolly put it away, but some really good, you know, interceptions and tackles. There's one especially in the first half that I think's worth picking out when Hume got into a bit of trouble, gave the ball away. Ledbitter just like slid in quite calmly, mm. intercepted it. Burge there to pick it up and that's the difference. If if that was against, you know, Rochdale, for example, when he wasn't in the side you don't get that from Dobson. You don't get that even really from Max Power. You don't get that from Josh Schoen. It's such a difference having it in, isn't it, Matt? And, and probably sometimes when you
1: don't even notice the things he's doing. Oh, yeah. I think um, you don't. You, you sometimes don't appreciate him until he's not on the side. And I think he was like that the first time he was here to an extent. He, he, although he was probably more of a goal threat the first time he was here. Um, you miss like he's. His leadership more than more than anything, I think on the pitch. I know he's he's not team captain, but I think he kind of is really when he's on the pitch. He's he you're gonna listen to him, aren't you? It must be like the, if he's playing alongside Power and uh, if Dobson's in this, whoever's in the side, it they must feel like they have been walked through a game of football. Not oh, yeah, like it would be like like at this level, it'd be like playing alongside. A, like now he's he's back to his. Like he's well, as good as he's going to be at his age, really. His form's as good as it could be. In this division, it's like having like a like when we signed Dwight York. Oh yeah, Rich, very that. similar. Like right. it's, it's um, to, to, he was really guiding players through games, and he just seems to be doing that. Minute, like Dwight I York think... did with him at that time, actually, and now no, lovely. He's, That's he's come past full the circle. So does this
0: mean in I don't know about ten years time <sighs> will Max Power be do? It? Whoa, will George Dobson be doing this? Will it be a huge turnaround?
1: Who knows? It'll be a huge, huge thing in ten years turnaround. time. Max Power could be guiding Max Power Junior. Oh through my the...
0: God! Oh, both of his, both of his sons, um
1: cr- yeah. Cruz
0: as well. I think his other, his other sons.
1: Called. Yeah, yeah, cruise. yeah. We're just pretending we don't know. Yeah, that
0: yeah. <laughs> of course, we know his kids. Actually, what's his daughter called? Uh, let's no, not I don't talk know about, about Max Power's <laughs> daughter that's, 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 too, that's too far. That's too far. Um, let's move on very quickly. You spoke about the... Too far, Tony! <laughs> you spoke <laughs> about the leadership in... Could we call the episode Max Power's daughter? No, we better not. No, um, uh, all right. You, you spoke uh, no. about the the leadership of gives. Matt, I think it's maybe worth highlighting that for Bailey Wright as well. I think he's gone mm. since the clean... I know, I know he's, you know... We've conceded some sloppier goals but I think he does have that influence on that back three and although I don't want to see it I think it'd be very interesting to see what that back three would be like without him because I bet there's a lot Mm -hmm. especially with not being at games at the minute that we don't particularly notice that he's doing like positions he's covering and even the stuff that you don't notice anywhere in terms of you know talking players through games which you know, he must be doing with, you know, a player like Conor McLaughlin, who's used to playing at fullback, he's got to be surely doing things like that. And even having probably an influence on on Burge behind him as well. Like, I think just leadership it goes, is all over the pitch at the moment. You know, Wyke stepping into the role up front. we have got Ledbetter midfield right at the back. You've got players like Maguire who are quite experienced and it just seems a, a good melting pot of, of good characters, which... I don't know about you, Mick, I think that's just such such a big positive and I don't know if other teams have that similar team spirit we do.
2: Yeah, I think you've nailed it there with the amount... We've almost got captains for every position if that makes sense at the moment. So I think in the same way the Grand Ledbetter controls the midfield in terms of his passing and in terms of just his overall leadership, I think Bailey Wright is very much like after our defence, like you pointed out. Just one thing I want to touch on... Um, I think we we'll talked about this before. Parkinson mentioned that our pressing as the half grew on on Tuesday it wasn't as consistent and as good as what he would have liked and I do think that the crowd plays a big part in that because could you imagine the stadium like on Tuesday, 30,000 fans there and to be honest without sounding arrogant it's a lot easier to get yourself up when you're playing a team like Ipswich where you know what I mean, they've got that prestige, it almost feels like it's a championship fixture rather than a League One fixture there's over Mm -hmm. 30,000 fans there, we've had the good start of the season, you're arriving at the game bang up for it, you get that early goal through Charlie White and we're pressing them in the man of that we were and I think you would have got a very good atmosphere and you saw last season even when we played Lincoln when we'd only won one game in about five or six in the league we played Lincoln at home and the crowd could almost claim the assist for the second goal when they were playing it out from the back and uh, the ball got intercepted and I think Lyndon Goose nods it in at the back stick but the raw as we were pressing them it really does make a difference and I just think on Tuesday if we had the crowd getting right behind them and willing them on when we were pressing I don't think you necessarily see that drop off
0: Oh, no, well, it, you know, if you've got people roaring you on like that, the players are only human, it'll get that adrenaline pumping a bit more, won't it? And it makes it, you know, you'll run that little bit harder, you'll probably, like, ignore the fatigue a little bit more. So, that... I think there's, you know, there's potentially, when we go away from home, maybe to some grounds, there's potentially the positives of fans not being in there. But, you know, you pointed out those two games there, Mick Wickham and and Lincoln. And, and there were a couple of times it happened under, under Jack Ross as well, to be fair, where we do really give the players that little extra push, a bit of a 12th man. And one thing that you would expect to happen, I guess, with fans in the stadium would be that red card, with the fans maybe going up and that influence in the ref, what did people think of the red? It's been um, Ipswich did appeal us mm. and the FA have rejected the appeal for the sending off on Tuesday night. Looks quite innocuous to me, and I'll be honest, even after looking at it a couple more times, I think I think potentially still a, a, a bit harsh.
1: Yeah, I am. Th- I, um, I, c- I can't see why they haven't um, overturned it. To be honest, I'd, I thought it was I thought it was harsh. Um, and it is one of them where it's like sort of tangled in there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I um no, I think it's it's one of them where you'd um I think you'd be pissed off if like power had been sent off for that. Um, well, like, he was really at the wall, so good. Yeah. Um, but look, you take everything you can get, and I I think would you a bit of a bit of good fortune really after after what happened with a just making some points up at the end of the last season. <laughs> <I think> that <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. you would you a bit of good luck, but I do think, I, I think it was harsh, and I am very surprised, and it's a three-match ban as well. I know, I'm, like, I'm surprised they appealed it just because if the FA can
0: ever, even though I didn't think, I thought it was a bit harsh, I was surprised they appealed it because if the FA can see any reason to side with the ref, they always do, right. don't then, you know, it looks... You know he's gone in hard, so I'll be like, "Well, we can see why the referee's given us." So I thought they were a bit daft to to appeal it for that, but mm. like you say, Matt, we'll will definitely take it. Um, before we got the break, anything else? But we want to get to Mickey. Any any more hot takes
2: on the Upswitch Town win? <laughs> I don't know about hot takes, but um, I think I just was just to develop a little bit on what I was saying about the crowd earlier. I do think maybe that has got something to do with the kind of lukewarm reaction after the game, because I think. Rather than like at the moment when you're watching a game, you're almost like mildly annoyed that you've got to get up and walk and turn your laptop off and disconnect it from the TV at the minute, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than when you're at the game, you've got, that, you've got that real buzzer full time and like the nervous energy as you're seeing the game out when Ledbetter scores. Obviously, because Ledbetter means so much to Sutherland supporters and vice versa, it would have been a big celebration. And you're coming out the game with a spring in your step and you're possibly stopping off for a couple of beers on your way home and you're going to work the next morning feeling good about yourself whereas at the minute I think life is just very flat and football isn't really a distraction from everyday life anymore it's kind of part of that kind of not a problem almost and I think even after games you're feeling a little bit flat because you haven't got that interaction you haven't got that feel-good factor so I do think that maybe that's having a little bit of an impact and if we'd been allowed to go at the games this season I do think people would be feeling a lot more positive about our start of the season and how we've been playing
0: Yeah, when you... Cause- it's even when goals are scored at the minute you don't celebrate them in that no. same way. Well, actually, Mick, I'm sure you do. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I forgot who I was talking to for a second. No, but you don't. You know, you're not. You're not surrounded by people like usually you, where you don't have that same noise. And you're right that that does put the spring in your step. It does. You know, like I was talking about, the players getting their adren- adrenaline pump, and it does it, it does it for yourself a little bit as well, doesn't it? It is a, and you're getting that emotion as well. If you don't have that, then you're not gonna. You are gonna be. You're going to look at the game a bit more analytically,
1: aren't you? You're yeah, not going to look at it as emotionally. Mm. Mick, do you, um, do you put your laptop in the garden and go and stand outside and watch <laughs> it with no coat with no <laughs> on? Do, do you get your dad to dress up as a steward tell you sit down?
2: <laughs> <It's really laughs> no, against experience. modern
1: gardens.
2: No, what I do when... Um, <laughs> I'll put some um, some kind of um, deterrent at the back door, and then when we do get a late goal, I'll jump over it into the back garden and like people oh, inside, so. yeah. Yeah. and then timidly hop back over after just being on <laughs> no. there yeah. for a second. The, the, the just whole- getting
1: someone to pat Kazengus. What's he called? Kazengus Sterling. on I was the going head. to say, getting <laughs> someone his eye is, I is Kaz
2: Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, and then then get then getting there and then, like, as you say, bottling it, but getting somebody to perfectly captive the moment that I've arrived on the pitch, so it looks absolutely mint. True. <laughs> very true.
0: Oh, I wish, I wish, if only we could see you invading football pitches again, really, that would be lovely. I'm sure we will. Maybe, in, sure the, we will. maybe in the year 2022. Uh, on that, on that very upbeat note. Don't know about you. <laughs> hey. Lovely, lovely work Uh, Well on that lovely little gag from Matthew We are going to go to a break And then we're going to look forward to the magic of the FA Cup Hi, this
1: is Kieran Grady And you're listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast
0: Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast before we look at the Mansfield Town Game in the FA Cup first round. Just a reminder to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk, use that discount code WMS10 so that when we can go to the pubs again, when we can go to restaurants, when we can see more people than than we live with or that are in our social bubble, or if you want to maybe get some Christmas presents, unless that gets cancelled you can get the the football hooligan in your life all kitted out from the uk, <laughs> and you get 10% off using the discount code uh, WMS10. And they've even got, I don't know if anyone saw this today on their social media, they've got some new jackets in, some new windbreaker-style jackets, which I thought looked, looked pretty snazzy.
1: Like, um, I do like a windbreaker, so very interested in them. Yeah. I, uh, I do like the jackets in general. Uh, I know Mick's got a couple. I was gonna say I believe Mick's got at least one. one.
2: Yeah, I've got the I've got the Stratton jacket. I don't have um, the Lampard one, but the the Stratton one's really really good.
0: Oh well, you can add. I think it's called the Morbury. This new one. Um, Why have you bought the jacket
2: though, Mick? Yeah, you You don't wear jackets. They're getting softer in the old days now. (laughs) <laughs> is it just
1: so you can just is it you've just bought it so you can just like not wear it for the man? <laughs> Looks really nice hanging up in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. show people when the
0: garden people can't even come round at a minute. I've got wasted
1: time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh I fucking hell, guests, <laughs> Joe.
0: But if you want a lovely coat to hang up in your hallway, Go from theterrace.co.uk <laughs> and use the discount code WMS10 Mansfield Town. Oh woo. Can anyone remember the last time we played Mansfield Town? I'm yes. talking to Mickey Loff here, so I'm sure I'm sure. I about asked you the yeah. other day, and didn't you know I? What, Matthew? I? I was,
1: I didn't think we'd ever played them. Do you know what
0: Matthew? I did a yeah. bit of a Mickey Loff. I was correct. Well you right. I was correct. Oh, yeah. Can you remember correct, when it was Mickey? Correct, look. Um
2: I think it was it two thousand and three. It was in the Yeah, it was in the League Cup and 2-1 one, one away from home. Correct. And I think what Mick, McCarthy's, down, think what Mick McCarthy's
0: first win as I, Sunderland manager. First competitive win anyway. What
2: was great about that game as well? I think Kevin Kyle scored an own goal to get the equalizer for Mansfield and then he scored the winner in stoppage time for us. So he we did. Both he necks. did. I, I remember um, watching I, for some reason I remember watching that game. I don't know why.
0: I think I think it was live on Sky, and I think that's why it stuck in my head as well yeah. when me and Matt were talking about it the other day. Um interesting squad for Sunderland that day. Mark Poom in goal. You've got Darren Williams, Ben Clark, Phil Bab, Mickey Gray in what must have been one of his last appearances, mm. Matt Piper, Sean Thornton, uh Jeff Whitley, Kevin Kilban, Tori Andrea Flo, again must have been one of his <laughs> last appearances. And Marcus Stewart, substitute, so Michael Ingham, Paul Thorwell, Stephen Wright, Kevin Kyle, and John Oster. And for a bonus point, can anyone name the future Sunderland player who was playing for Mansfield? Liam
1: Lawrence. That would be Liam Lawrence. Liam yeah.
0: Lawrence, correct. So you know what? A, what a, who would have thought it would have been such an interesting game to look back on there as well? But the first time that we're playing them in seventeen years, and it is in fact only the sixth competitive meeting between mm. ourselves and Mansfield Town. We've won every single game so far, lads. So, you know, you would, you would have thought, given the fact that Mansfield are 22nd in League 2 <laughs> and have not won a game all season, that that form's going to continue, right? You would think well, so. you'd hope so. <laughs> you would have thought. Um, interesting, some notable players for Mansfield Town in their squad. James Perch. Ex-Newcastle, of course, oh, is yeah. a regular. And EFL sort of stalwart, I guess you could say. Nicky Maynard. Oh. A name you'd always hear if you were still up at like one o'clock in the morning watching Manish on a Saturday.
1: <laughs> Remember when he did West Ham sign yes. him once?
0: yeah he played for West Ham. Um, and lots of like EFL just a clubs just, well. Yeah, just places. Just men. Um, but yeah, there's 22nd in League 2, lads. They've not won... All season. They're only really being kept off the bottom because South End are terrible and I can't oh, yeah. remember who else is just below them. But yeah, South End are in a lot of bother um, off the pitch as well. I mean, deep shit. Deep, real, <laughs> full Peter <beat of> Beardsley, <laughs> deep shit. You've. Obviously, you expect a win here. Mansfield without a manager. Um, well, actually, by the time you listen listening to oh, this, crazy. Nigel Nigel Clough might have taken the job, of course. Born in oh. Sunderland, it looks like he's going to be coming in. Might not be in charge for the weekend, but it does look like he's coming in. I'm going to rotate the side a little bit. Is there anyone, any of you, Matt, Mickey, would like to see, given a chance, anyone you think needs to, needs to come out and is due a rest?
2: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I would definitely give Charlie White a little bit of a rest and it's a good opportunity for to get Graham and Will Grigg some minutes under the belt. Obviously, you'd have thought that Barry Matthews will come in and hopefully he can have a solid game and keep a clean sheet because, you know, obviously, he's made a couple of mistakes early on in his southern career and it's important as a goalkeeper for him to come in and just have an assured performance to get his self-belief up a little bit. So that would be good to see. I think... um, I personally, it probably won't be a popular shout but I would give Denver humor rest as well because I think he's played a lot of football over the past year or so and I'd give McFadson a, a go because obviously we've signed these lads for a reason so we need to give them game time to not only integrate with the squad but if they ever should be called on in, because of an injury, we need them to be ready to set him straight away but I think we've got a distinct advantage with having a, a complete dead rubber coming up against Fleetwood as well because against Fleetwood I would even go as far as to say I would rotate the squad to even give some of the better performers in the under-23s a go so obviously hmm. like Dan Neal he will probably he might even be in contention for Saturday but if he doesn't play on Saturday I'd certainly bring him in for a Fleetwood game and I know I'm getting ahead of myself but um, like Josh Hawks he plays for the under-23s we signed him in the summer and like I went to watch like Hartlepool like a fair few times over the past couple of years, and I know a few lads who are like season ticket holders with them, and they say that like Josh Hart was a really well thought of amongst the fan base, and they were quite sad to see him go. And the fact that he's been given a two-year contract's quite telling, so it says that he's not necessarily just going to be there for squad filler. And he's scored quite a few goals for the 23. So I would just like to see him given a chance against Fleetwood because ultimately there needs to be a pathway from the 23s into the first team. So I would like to see the likes of him... Um, like Mitchell Curry, he's had a good start as well for the 23s. Obviously, I've not seen them kick a ball, but just when you look at the updates coming through and the stats and everything, it does look promising. It's a shame that Kim York was injured, but like I say, I would give as as many of them under 23 players a go on Tuesday as possible. I mean, even Anthony Patterson in goal, I might give him a go against Fleetwood Paddle. because yeah, Pat, <laughs> because he's because his only because a lot of people. What about Watto? <laughs> <laughs> what about Wando? G- I was saying a GPI G- G- us. for us—that's um, for no one except us. I
0: think that might be the most self-indulgent guy <laughs> you've ever made. On <laughs> to the be court. fair, you,
1: you, I was going to say. I have to make. There's a lot of take away from Mitchell Curry's performance. Well, hey, <laughs>
2: spice things up, Annie. <laughs> 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 Um but I I'm waffling on and people's probably switched off I I, of I'm I'm waffling Like, that. But <laughs> I just think I just think it's the ideal opportunity over the next couple of games just to spread as much game time out around the table as possible and just to show, like I say, against Fleetwood that there is a pathway. I mean I remember against Walkham a couple of years ago there was some players who played for the first team that night and they got some minutes under the belt so as I say I just think we need to rotate as much as possible to keep things fresh over the next that's, couple of games
0: that's the crucial point though isn't it me that Morton game we just played pretty much a team entirely of kids didn't we yes. I think they really give them proper experience get them playing alongside some first teamers as well that's
2: what for yeah you've nailed it no? yeah. a lot quicker time than I did so well done
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say, I was going to say I've mixed used up all of the words in the world <laughs>
2: But there's players who you can keep
0: in there, isn't it? Like, you know, Luke 09 can. Play every week comfortably, so you'd keep yeah. him on Saturday, maybe rotate him out on on Tuesday just you know, so he doesn't get a, a pointless injury. But dion Sanderson, you know, he's going to need some minutes. And you mentioned McFadden as well, Mick. Is he? I even...
1: forgot he existed.
0: Same, do you know what, right? right. I was looking at um, because this is a mini tangent, there, there is a relevance to this. I was looking through our squad list today because of the the international call ups of Flanagan and McLaughlin. I was like, oh, is there anyone else who might get. Called up because obviously if we get one more, that means the the MK Don's game will will get called off because we'll have the option to. So I was just looking through like to remind myself, and I was like, oh, maybe Bailey Wright, but Australia aren't playing. Um, I thought maybe Gooch, but. The US have named their squad, so
1: Uh, so so far it does look like (coughs) the only other one's (coughs) O'Brien. Yeah,
0: I thought, and I thought, is there anyone like maybe under 23s who might get called up sort of that level? But that would be don't know if that counts, that'd be cheating a little bit on our part, wouldn't it?
1: Actually, is O'Brien Republic of Ireland? I don't know. I don't want to no I, I, yeah. I don't want to guess well, uh, in case uh, well, a man well, with a
0: balaclava comes around and well, tells us off. <laughs> well
1: well yeah, I think they've named their squad actually, so yeah. Ah, right. And all right, has, yeah. I think, yeah. Um but yeah, yeah to so be honest, McF- I when forgot I was about looking the through squad.
0: the squad list I saw McFadden's name and I was like,
2: Oh
1: yeah,
0: forgot about yeah. you. <laughs> Who
2: the hell is that <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it's exactly my reaction. But good you know, he's gonna need some minutes, isn't he? So good shout, Mick, to get him involved for Hume. Um Will Grigg is a one that probably many people would like to see involved. Matt, are you banging the the Will Grigg drum for this game?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think uh, I think he will play Will Grigg on Saturday. Give him his talking his talking game of the last month. ten minutes. I thought out wide. No, I think he'll start him. I think him. I think we might see him and Graham maybe get yeah some some minutes even together could put them together um, and I think that's what he should do to, yeah. to be fair I think Wyke's uh, been great but I agree with Mick in that his injury record since he came has been terrible and to, for him to pick up a, an injury in a game against just a team from just a place I don't really think that it would be worthwhile risking him like we should beat these comfortably and if we don't I'm not that bothered
0: no. It's a, it's a free hit isn't it? And and for that reason actually I'd be getting George Dobson in the side. You know I'm not exactly a fan of him but over the course of the season we're going to have to rely on him. You're going to want well, to, yeah. you're going to want him to be confident he, aren't you and this is a good be, chance for him to, yeah. to put the Rochdale game yeah. behind him and, and put in a good performance so you know him for for scoring maybe. Would, yeah. We don't want shout.
1: as much No, I agree as much as uh as a, like, I'm not a fan of Dobson. You don't want him sitting on that Rochdale performance. Absolutely. Like, you want that out of his mind if possible. And same with the goalkeeper. Like, the goalkeepers look shaky at best, Matthews and. But the birds could get injured. Um, we don't want a goalkeeper with no confidence potentially coming into the side against. I don't know Ipswich away later in the season. So. Um, that just brings back memories of Michael Ingham playing against it in such a way, <laughs> oh, and dear. now I want to go and be sick.
0: Yeah, don't. Let's move on. Um, Bailey Rice <laughs> as well. I would guess you know we know that he's had injury problems over the last couple of years, and obviously he has during his Sunderland, his time at Sunderland. So get him rotated out. We don't even necessarily have to play yeah. with three at the back in this game. I would say, let's say it's a free hit, so you can probably. Take a liberty or two with that, can't you?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. i like, like just play ten men if you want. Oh yeah, could do. Like
0: Roy Keane did in pre-season once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to see. Um, was against Nottingham Forest again. Mick, you'll remember this, won't you?
2: I know we did it for just a pre-season friendly against some just men, but I don't know what game it was or anything.
0: I think it was against Nottingham Forest and it was so we could like he did it for the last half an hour or something, didn't we? So as a tra- like a training exercise to mm. play in an actual game where the actual opposition like actually want to beat you yeah, to get used to playing without te- to get used to playing with ten men rather. So, you know, Phil party, if you're listening, why not why
1: not play with ten <laughs> men? Using using using, F- using FA King Cup games as training. Plan- <laughs> it's
2: great that Roy Keane almost planned sendings off. That's it. Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. You didn't
0: get with yeah. uh, ask uh, Alvinga Haaland about that. <laughs> very much, very much premeditated. Uh, before we get some just Twitter questions, off, then have we got any? Have we got any score predictions
2: for this game, Mickey? Yeah, I'll come to you first. Nothing as outrageous as last week. Just a nice, comfortable two-nil win for the lads. Matthew, have you got anything
0: outrageous prediction-wise?
1: Seven-one.
0: Seven one, wow! Who's going to get the one for, Fleet, uh, for Fleetwood for Mansfield? Uh, James Perch. James Perch, yeah. You would have thought, wouldn't you? To put the to put them one 0 up would. as well. You know, do yeah, some like yeah. dickhead celebration about it, and all yeah, the mags will yeah. be tweeting about it as
2: well. Yeah, it's worth yeah, as well, mind. Yeah. We've dropped no more points since last week as well. So Matthew's still going strong. Yeah, no, I can
1: relax. I'd been working on a caveat though, so I've got that tucked away for for next time. Lovely, no caveats this week. No caveats needed. When you're blowing the opposition away, um, I'm going to agree with you,
0: Mick. 2-0, nice and comfortable. You know, party's Borrowing not going to get the lads to, to run themselves into the ground for this game, is he? Uh, before we go, we, we've got some Twitter questions. Matt, you put out a tweet earlier informing everyone that they've got the lovely idiots on the pod, plus Mickey well, I, as I, well.
2: I've put, um, put a
1: tweet out, got some questions, and then I've not written them down, so we rely <laughs> on you.
0: <laughs> well, I've got them up here. All is well, don't worry. Um, Gary Jerry, long-time uh, friend and listener of the pod, asked if we can have a just, just a Man 11, which probably quite hard to go into now, but it's a good idea for a future pod, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. We could do, definitely maybe do that. We're going to have a lot of spare weekends in terms of not going to the pub over the next yeah. month, so maybe we could look into that, or are we? if we you know if we do end up
0: somehow having the MK Dons game get called off we do the just yeah, a man we did the band 11 just a man 11 that would be quite yeah, difficult a, i think to do a just a man it 11 it would
1: cameron jerome up front for me
0: Ah, see, I was thinking of like a Sunderland one. Oh, right. Maybe maybe broadening it out would be easier. Yeah, this is this is a production conversation, maybe for for off air. But Uh, Uh, very, uh, very
2: uh, much Darren Ward and goal vibes. If you do, yes, that is an
0: excellent shout, Mickey. Yes, that is a lovely shout. Um, Would Brian Dean count? Because like Brian Dean is obviously like a really good player.
1: But for us, he was very much just a man, wasn't he? Yeah, I would say you're judging him on the Sunland Sunland career. So, like for example, Robbie Elliott at left back, it was just a man. Carl Robinson, that yeah, is just a, a man. That is a proper yeah. Simon, just a man.
2: Simon Johnson off a striker. Yes. No
1: recollection of him ever playing for us. Yes, really good. Well, I often say this, no recollection <laughs> he ever played any games for us. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, we've
0: been asked by SJ at SJBML, what position would you lot play in if you were ever to get scouted? And uh, uh, Mickey, you're a goalkeeper, of course,
2: aren't you? Yeah, yeah, very much a goalkeeper. I mean, as you've seen be five a size, so I do like a bit of a forry field sometimes, you know. So, <laughs> Not good <could> after two <laughs> seconds, but... You
0: were, and Matt, you, in your 11th Side is, you played at the back, didn't you? I believe.
1: I played centre-half, but I think uh, I would, in my head, I'm a selfish winger. Yeah, you've got that an demeanor. Over, ala- an over-elaborate, selfish winger.
0: Stood on the halfway line, hands on hips, not tracking Pink back. boots.
1: Yeah. Socks basically, pulled Jack up Green-ish. above the knee. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah, oh well, yeah. Nothing wrong with yeah. that, that's not a dig. No <laughs> um, Being asked by Lee at Lee underscore B six Life supply of pink slices or go on a night out with Conor I mean that's an easy question, isn't it? Connemac. Mac. for me. Absolutely, because pink slices are overrated and have only been a thing for about two years. Um, there's some serious questions <laughs> don't that as well. You. Ian Ian Kars at On A Break History. Can we generally get promoted with our current strikers <laughs> and keepers? I mean, Charlie Wyke's on fire. We don't need any more, do we?
1: No, I think we can. I think we are currently on course to do that. So I'm saying yes for that one. A lot of keepers, though. Ah well, yeah, they're crap, but like, it doesn't matter because we've got we've got some uh, decent defenders in front of them, so it's all right. It? Yeah,
2: agree, Mick? Do you agree with that? Yep, yeah, I think yep. Yeah, course we can I mean, the goalkeeper thing is an issue, but if we're not giving up the if sorry if we keep on limiting the opposition, the amount of chances we are, we'll be fine.
0: Lovely, strongly agree. Um, Nick Holden again, friend of the pod, contributor to the pod as well. Um, C-Mac or Leuvens, Tough question for you that, Matt.
1: I know. I think. Well, you would think uh, McLaughlin would come in for Leuven's. You would think.
0: <laughs> well, it's a dream right hand side, isn't it? With Connor McLaughlin it's perfect at it's full perfect. back and
1: Leu- Leuven's on the wing. Hey. I think if uh, if like if they played like together, like the game would last a hundred and seventy years. It would be like... like you know, time the time would go so slow. It would be like the last hour at work on a Friday.
0: <laughs> you know the goal Man United conceded last night, Denver Bar? Like, yeah. Conor Mack and Leuvens would just do that all the time because if they <laughs> got gone <laughs> for a corner, they just wouldn't be able to like, get back. Yeah. It like, like tight as um, as well.
1: I think I'm going for... a uh... I'm going for Conor Mac, though over Leuvens I think
2: I think it's Conor Mac for now but then naturally if he does something to irritate us then Leuvens would come in for him you would have thought there you go <laughs> very yeah, good lovely um, we've got a final round
0: of questions here from nice. Eleanor um, Matt I'm going to direct these all to you they're all, they're all Conor all Mac right based you. so you're going to really test your Conor Mac knowledge
1: um, question all one right. what is Conor Mac's middle name um i've got no idea I'm, I'm gonna go with like um
0: michael michael connor michael mclaughlin oh that rolls off the tongue really nicely yeah. actually yeah, michael yeah. agree uh question two how tall is C-Mac? Uh, he's probably six foot one Six one. Yeah, I mean he plays like enough. Right, so colossal. we don't you don't so,
1: actually know all the answers. I would have
0: thought eight foot, eight foot tall, to be honest the way well, he's Yeah, there, we could it? be giants. Ten feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> Great. Um so six one you're going for though. Yeah, six Because footballers you like when you look at some of them and think like people say Aguero, for example, is mm. is quite short, but he's like six foot. But it's because yeah. of, like so many footballers yeah. are like quite tall and like athletic that,
1: Yeah. so yeah it doesn't have... strike me as being that tall so but yeah, yeah six, about, six about six about old. my height eight
0: yeah eight. That, and, that, and, that and see that uh question three which english club was his youth career
1: at oh god uh bradford city bradford city
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not looking up the answers to this. I'm just going off what... So we don't know the answers, I, so that No, great. no, I'm just going off what, what feels right, <laughs> to be honest. Right, okay. I'm not I'm, like, well, I'm not interested Bradford in City, you can see
1: You can see a McLaughlin on the back of a Bradford shirt. Well,
0: to be fair, right, and, and Gareth pointed this out, and he is correct, we have been a bit more serious recently because we haven't been actually cover games. So I think you can indulge us in a bit of stupidity and not looking up the answers to these questions. I agree. Yeah, right, um, yeah, Bradford City, yeah, it was at Millwall before us was. Wasn't he, but yeah. So think, actually was he at yeah. Plymouth as well? Have I made that Oh, up? he might have been at Plymouth. So, uh, maybe it is Plymouth. Um question four, how many appearances has he made for SAFC? Mm, Twenty one.
1: Not enough, yeah. Not
0: enough Yeah agree Mick That is the correct answer It should be thousands It should be th- One day it will be thousands Because testimonial well, you Eventually thing? You wouldn't have thought um, Doesn't give any of the money To charity keeps it for himself
1: keeps <laughs> it for himself uh, And rightly so And rightly
0: so Well yeah he's playing Like League One He's not, You know he's got a th- He's still got to Think about his future when you're at that level <laughs> Don't you um, yeah. You know Unless he makes Some canny <laughs> investments uh, Number five What is his date of birth oh,
1: God. god uh, The 7th of May uh, Nineteen,
0: oh, mm-hmm. 90 th- ninety-three. Ninety-three. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's got to be about twenty-seven. He's got to be around about our age. Um, I'm going to say the 25th of December because he is, of course, the second coming. Number <laughs> six. Go. Where in Ireland was he born? oh god I could, this could land me in deep trouble <laughs> uh, yeah we talked about a man in a balaclava <laughs> coming round earlier we don't uh, live very far away from Belfast me, you, know, you, could, you could do it Belfast in one trip. Belfast.
1: Belfast. Belfast okay yeah safe, safe guess
0: safe guess <laughs> um, and final question question seven how many goals has Conor Mack scored in all competitions in his career six six any advances on six, Mickey? Thousands, thousands. thousands. <laughs> yeah, agree. Right. Well, maybe he'll get one at the weekend. Maybe Matthew, you said it's going to be seven one. Maybe he'll get all seven. Who knows? We well, would to My bonus question on this: For what did Oh, he... what's the bonus question? Sorry, I, I didn't. I mustn't have saw that because I don't have that here <laughs> in
2: me in me likes. What was the bonus question? So he revealed this in the matchday program last season. What did he call his childhood friend back in Northern Ireland who was run over by an ice cream van on two occasions? Well footballers usually have like really Crap
0: obvious patter So is it like ice cream van Or ice cream something like that Two scoops oh that's great that's, actually I take it that all is great. That's quite
1: that free. is really good <laughs> that's yeah. really good actually yeah, can't make 99s with fucking crunches, <laughs> can I
0: <laughs> well late on we've just got the episode title there lads two scoops <laughs> uh, we will be back for a not even a socially distant reaction pod in a total separate buildings reaction pod yeah. so if you're an file, the sound quality will be much better but we'll have a we'll have a few beers when we watch the game to try and keep the usual energy up and Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday to pre you the magic of the FA, to review rather, the magic aye, of the preview FA the replay, aye, first aye. round, <laughs> and hopefully we'll be back next Thursday as well, and um, pending international fixtures, but
1: we'll do something anyway we might do for some, you, we'll There's have no to the Checker Trade
0: game to look back on, we'll talk about some bollocks, you can send us in some daft questions like you've done tonight, that'd, that'd be fun,
1: wouldn't send it? send the answers definitely. into that one. Yeah, we'll
0: just review the answers <laughs> for that, we'll probably get half an hour out of that, um but thanks for indulging some more silliness at the end of here, if you're still listening and we'll be back to react to the Mansfield game on Saturday. Thank you
1: very much for listening. Oh, it was a fucking nightmare riding home. I couldn't see a thing. <laughs>